0: on sales and visibility with proven mindset hacks and sneak peeks behind the scenes with what's working right now in the online space and in my business. Ready to make more money with heart? Let's go. Hello, my friends. I'm so excited to have a very special guest today on the podcast, my friend and mastermind sister, Corey. I will let her introduce herself to you, Um, but I can't wait to get started today. Yay. I'm excited to be here. Tell us all about you. Tell us all the things. All the things. Oh.
1: Um, so, well, like I said, we are, well, like you said, we're in the mastermind together, which is how we know each other, which is just so good. It's like the best place. It's so nourishing, isn't it? Oh, so cool. Um, so I am a money mindset expert for mothers and a business mentor. And I've had my business for about five years now. And my absolute jam is really like, tearing up the rule book that we've been ge- that we've been given around business because a lot of what we've been taught really I find doesn't serve us as women as mothers a lot of it is very rooted in a masculine energy vibe and I'm just a little bit of still a teenage rebellious person at heart <laughs> and so I like finding new ways of doing things and so really um I find I feel like my job is helping women to get what they want and in the way that they want to get it. So I'm all about like getting rid of the shoulds and finding your way that feels really good and true to you. So that's me in a nutshell.
0: I love it. I'm all about it. Yes, yes, yes. The question that came up for me, let's just like dive right in. So the question that came up for me, like, as you said, that was, is, was there a time in your life where you feel like you did comply to the shoulds or you did Mm -hmm. feel locked into the rules and the rule book? in the way we are doing things. 100%, yes, absolutely.
1: So before I started my business, I was very much in all of the rules and the shoulds. Like I was the good girl. I was the type A achiever. I worked in an investment bank. There's a lot of rules and shoulds there, you know? Um, and I just always kind of like had that inwards though, rebellion against rules for rules sake, if they don't make sense to me. And I felt really stifled. So in that course, corporate environment. Um, I felt like I was compromising on like who I was being. I didn't feel like I could just be myself there. Um, I didn't feel like I could forge a path my way. I felt like I had to try to conform. I also felt like I was compromising a lot. So um, I was working sort of flexibly, which I look back now and I kind of laugh at it. And I felt like I was well-paid, which I laugh at even more. When I look back. And so I stayed there and I felt like I was giving my power away to this kind of role. So I felt like it was very structured, very kind of, it felt forced upon me in many ways. Now I can see that I wasn't in my power looking back. Um, And then also then when I first came into the business, I saw lots of people doing business. There was, I think we're starting to turn the tide now, but there was very much a hustle culture. There was this kind of like girl boss vibe of like, you know, work, work, work kind of thing. And I was like, ew, that's not why I came here. Because um, I'd done the, the long hours, I'd done the hustle in the kind of trying to juggle motherhood with my corporate job, not always very successfully. Um, and I'd been overwhelmed and burnt out and I was just really done with that. And so, um, so when I came into the online space, So I was like, okay, I see lots of people telling me I need to do business this way or I need to do it that way. And I just, I didn't have any evidence to prove that I could do it a different way, but I was like, this isn't going to work for me unless it's different. It has to be different. There has to be a different way. So it's kind of how I got into all of this really.
0: I love that. I love what you're saying to like rewind a few sentences back to the, like at the time, you thought your job was flexible at the time you thought (laughs) you were okay. And I can so relate to that. Right. And I think too, for, I mean, I don't want to speak for you, but I feel like for women that have a rather positive mindset or make the Mm -hmm. best of situations, Mm -hmm. right. It can be easy for us to be like, well, I should be grateful for this. Right. And I think I did really feel like in some ways my job, you know, when I was working in higher education, like I even Mm -hmm. remember like putting my son on my back on my backpack carrier and I got to like bring him to some of the events and like, in some ways there were good things and it was flexible and I was paid well, but in contrast yes, to what we yeah. have now, it's like, are you <laughs> yeah. freaking kidding me? You know? <laughs> It's like a whole new world. Yeah. <laughs> like and I think that's the thing is like, when we're in that old paradigm, it's almost like this new paradigm almost seems fake or almost yes. seems like sur- And me and my, you know, me and Sarah all the time on Vox are like, we just need to pinch ourselves like is this yes. real because oh, I think goodness. sometimes when you're what's that there's this like really old greek analogy right when you're in the cave and then there's like the little shadows on the wall do you know that or no no okay. I want to know it now <laughs> I'm probably <laughs> totally botching it I'll put a link to the in the show notes to the actual greek situation because I'm I mean like I'm ruined. going to greece in a couple of weeks
1: maybe I'll find out there specifically please
0: Do please <laughs> make, look, look for a cave but essentially the idea is like when we're in the cave, all we know is a glimmer of what's outside the cave. Mm, Right. And, but then when we're in, so it can just seem like almost like greedy to want more or like impossible or like, Mm -hmm. but then when you're outside, you're like, "Hmm." like, I cannot believe I almost didn't take Yes. I I I can't believe I almost
1: didn't think this was real. And actually, do you know what? You hit upon something that I felt and really struggled with as as a mother for a long time when I was in my corporate job, which was this feeling of wanting more and feeling like wanting more wasn't okay because I somehow decided that that meant that I wasn't grateful for what I did have. Mm. And I had that kind of constant push pull of wanting more. I couldn't even articulate what more was to me then. I just knew I had this fire in me and I wasn't able to kind of channel it into anything. Um, wanting more flexibility, wanting more money and feeling guilty for wanting it feeling like, shouldn't, shouldn't this be enough? shouldn't this be, shouldn't I be okay with this being enough? And, and I wasn't. And then I felt like, oh, does that make me really ungrateful? And I would look around at like colleagues and be like, why is everyone okay with this? (laughs) You don't have these like out of body experiences, like in meetings, like, why is everyone okay with this? Why are we all doing this? It doesn't make sense. And then feeling like slightly crazy for wanting something more without being able to actually say what it was at that point, you know? And then when I started to um, understand like that there's this whole online business space where people were making shit, tons of money. You know? I was like, well, hang on a minute. And I had that point that you were just describing where I was like, wait, is that actually going on? Is that real? I remember the first, I think it's different. I think it's different in the UK to the States potentially. Let me know your thoughts on this. But the idea of a six figure salary was not a thing. <laughs> I mean, maybe in the city, in London, like, and when I say in the city, we mean here, like, working in banking in in London like the highest highest paying jobs maybe there I have probably one friend who had like really climbed the corporate ladder there she might have been making six figures. it wouldn't have even been on my radar it wasn't a phrase that I heard and so when I came into this space and people were saying oh make six figures multiple six figures and I was like wait what (laughs) you know Um, and it just yeah it just wasn't um something that my brain at first could totally comprehend as like no really no and now like it's just so almost like minimum for us you know it's like a whole new world Mm -hmm.
0: I love that story reminds me too I was interviewing Kim our other mastermind sister on the podcast a few episodes ago if you guys missed that episode go rewind and check it out yeah but we were really talking about that too like even like wanting and desiring Mm -hmm. right and like oh like six figures is something that I could want or desire it's okay Mm -hmm. for me to to want that and and need that, right, yes. in my life. Yeah,
1: I find that's a lot of the work that I do initially with clients who are newer to my space and women who come into my my world and my containers is a, a lot of the work they have to do first is making peace, but it's okay to desire, to want yeah. things. Yeah. Um, as women, we're taught that to have needs, wants and desires. It's kind of unseemly. It's kind of not okay. You know, like we're not really celebrated in our desires and given permission to vocalize them. And as mothers, it can go even a step further because we're really taught to deprioritize ourselves. So how dare we want or desire something, especially if it means, oh my God, prioritizing our needs, (laughs) you know, that kind of goes against the grain. So a lot of the initial work that I do with women is, you know, of making a feeling of safety, creating a feeling of safety around desire and tuning into it. And some women come to me and they're so disconnected from their desires that it takes a, a minute for them to reconnect back in. I'll say like, you know, what do you, you know, I'll ask them what they want, why they want to take their business to the next level. And they'll give me all these reasons. that have got nothing to do with them. <laughs> like with the impact. Yeah. Yeah. Cool, cool. We get to do that. And my family. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. Cool. And the community. Yeah. Yeah. Let's do that. I'm like, but what about you? What, where are you in that? And they're like, um, I get a blank look, you know, (laughs) like that's okay, but we need to have this piece in place, you know? So yeah, it's a big one.
0: What is it for you, Corey, that motivates you to keep growing your business? Oh,
1: so much for me. It's, it's, it's just so much bigger now than when I started. So what motivated me when I started is quite different. I was like, I want to make More money, but like at the time, it wasn't hugely more than I had been making in my corporate job. I want to genuinely work flexibly in less hours to be the kind of present mother that I want to be. And I want to do work that lights me up. It was like those three things were like the the pillars for me. And I was like, and then if I can figure that out, then that's my my work to help other women do the same. Um, at this point, though, I feel like it's so, it's bigger because the thing that really motivates me is yes, we have personal family goals. And, you know, we're, for example, we're taking a year out um, starting next year, we're taking our family on the road for a year, taking my daughter out of school, like getting to do really cool shit like that is really fun. But it's about something so much bigger now. I feel like with the work that I'm um, doing and what motivates me is is the ripple effect. I find this just like so juicy, so good that, you know, if I work with a woman and she feels more financially empowered, that's amazing. But it's what happens from there. When we get money into the hands of heart-centered women, when we get money into the hands of mothers in particular, obviously that's who I serve. So that's my jam. Like they just do really amazing, incredible things with it. And And so it's that ripple effect financially, like then they go on to employ other people and to contribute to charitable causes and to invest in themselves. But also as mothers, we're the gateway to the next generation. So we're then creating a further ripple effect by creating this legacy of abundance, not just financial abundance, but an abundance mindset. And I really think that I'm going to get really big and out there and big grandiose there for a minute, but this is the sort of stuff that excites me. I think about a lot of the problems that we see in the world right now, and there are a lot, a lot of them come back to a scarcity and a lack mindset underpinning it, a feeling of not enough and certain people controlling, needing to control resources, country, whatever, you know, Um, without getting too political or whatever. I feel like if we instill an abundance mindset, which is one of love and generosity and giving and joy, and there's enough for everybody in our children, We could really change the kind of, you know, the consciousness of the world and the shape of things and how we're all engaging and interacting with each other because I think we need that. So it kind of starts with an individual, but it just ripples out hugely. And that's what motivates me is just seeing how far as a community we can like expand this and how far we can push the ripple out. Does that make sense?
0: I love that. It's so true. I think for me, it's like similar, right? I feel like women that... Women need to be resourced, right? And you know, like a big part of my story is like in getting out of like a not so healthy situation personally. And I think I feel like I was someone who was who had community, who had resources and Mm. who had support, and it was still freaking difficult. Yeah. So I think about
1: that in as a as a challenge, then it's really hard, you know, otherwise if you're not resourced, yeah.
0: And so I feel like, especially as mamas and like guardians of these like precious children that we have, Mm. right? At the end of the day, I think it's like not just like a need or a nice to have, but like it's our responsibility to have not only cash on hand all the time, Mm -hmm. but also the ability and the knowing of how to make cash anytime we need it is just like, I think- would change the world. If like every woman, every mama on the planet had 20K sitting in her bank account, Mm -hmm. I feel like that would change the world.
1: (laughs) Oh my goodness. Yeah. Do you know, I literally earlier today, I recorded a podcast episode. It won't be coming out for a couple of weeks, but it's called, um, this made me a better mother. And I was talking Mm -hmm. about how working on my money mindset and making more money, I really believe it made me a better mother. Not to say that you're not a good mum if you're not making yes. the kind of money that you want to be. That's not the point. But just for that very reason that you were just saying, and and I would even go like and say, you know, we could take it even further than that because having the money in the bank that creates that stability, that creates those freedom and those options. But also, when you know that you are your source of abundance, yes, you know that you can make that twenty k again. Yeah, you can double it, triple it. then suddenly everything changes and you get to model, we get to model all of this to our kids. And that's the thing that excites me is yes, I love empowering women, but I love then that they, you know, that we all get to go out there and model this to our kids. Like that's cool.
0: So, so cool. Right. And so beautiful to have that autonomy and to know that like, you know, we have the freedom and the choice and the flexibility mm. to do whatever we need to because of the resources, but also because the ability to create the resources, yes. the stability. And I think all the time people are like, oh, it's not about the money, but it kind of is about the money sometimes. Yes. You know what yes. I mean? Like, and, and it's, it's okay. okay. Yes.
1: The it isn't, and isn't so much more at the same time. Like, yes, get the money and on the ways to getting the money, like it's who you become, you know, a
0: hundred percent hundred. Yeah. So then at the end of the day, it's actually not all about the money at all. Yeah. It kind of <laughs> keeps
1: going around in a circle. Yeah. But if you know that you're your source of abundance, then you never have to be reliant on a relationship, a job, a mm. thing outside of you and to be able to demonstrate that to our kids. I mean, how many of us as women grew up with women as role models showing us that?
0: Yeah. Very, it's so very good. few. And, and, yeah. you know, both our coach, both of our coaches, Lacey, so yes. talks about how for many women, it's either like a safetiness or a worthiness thing. And mm-hmm. I feel like being a money-making machine really gets at like either of those things, right? Like when yeah. you're your source of abundance, of stability, of, of, you know, energy, then you know, you don't need to get your worthiness or your safety from anyone else because yes. it kind it's kind of is both, from right? inside of you. Yeah, exactly.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And that's why I'm obsessed with money mindset, because it's motivating because of the money initially. But in order to heal your relationship with money, you actually have to heal your relationship with yourself. 100 (laughs) percent. So it's like my root in. But really, I've got this kind of like always this um, subtext there, this um, kind of hidden motive. Not so hidden. I'll just tell people about it. (laughs) But, you know, there's this amazing actual shift that happens when we we have to be you know in a great relationship with ourselves to be in a great relationship with money and so we have to do that healing like ourselves you know love ourselves look yeah. after ourselves and then the money can come and we can look after it and all of the things that mm-hmm. has to start inside right
0: it's so true tell me what's your like okay so let's say there's like two women that we're talking to right mm-hmm. like one that is you know really not making the money she wants to yet, right? Maybe what's your like best tidbit for her? And then what's your Mm -hmm. best tidbit for the woman that is making money and is Mm -hmm. working to make more money on top of that money? Start with whatever you want.
1: Love that. So let's start with the one who's not making the money that she wants to make yet. I would say like, how long has that been first of all? Because sometimes Mm -hmm. if we're like, we just started, well, okay, give you know the things that you're doing some time to pan out. (laughs) But if you've been stuck at a certain amount or stuck at the starting blocks, there will be a story there lingering. There will be a belief there that's not being super supportive for you that if you can bring it to the surface and look at it and maybe dismantle it and maybe replace it with something more empowering is really going to serve you. So something that I see a lot in the work that I do is women actually quite often, quite easily will replace a corporate salary or replace a certain level that they've been at previously. This idea of just making enough and then getting stuck there, not being able to have a surplus or more than. Um, And if they're like not really making the money they want to be making, but they're kind of stuck, it's often just that has been your money level for whatever reason. So it's worth looking at what are the stories and the beliefs that have been supporting this in me kind of creating this reality? And this can show up in many different ways. Like maybe you make the same amount of money every month, no matter what you're doing, you know, Um, or maybe you make a bit more money in one month, but then suddenly a bill comes in and it's gone again and you're back to the same amount in your bank account that you always seem to be at. There's a a money level that we often have as a kind of just a, a benchmark or a level set without realizing it. And it's really possible to move it and move it up. But if we don't look at, why we're stuck there, we won't be able to move up. So what I see happen often is women go to, and I only speak about women because I only work with them, um, is that we go to action as the thing that's going to resolve it. So, oh, I'll work harder then to make more, but then we quickly become burnt out. And we're actually, we're putting our effort and our attention at the wrong kind of point of flow in terms of how life works which is right at the end where we've got less leverage if we start earlier in that flow we start with what are we thinking and believing and feeling and we change that then we don't have to necessarily even change the actions that we're taking we don't even need to do more sometimes we need to do less but we'll get a different outcome we'll get a different result and so that's one of the biggest reasons that i see for women struggling is that first they're not um yet looking at what are the stories here that are supporting this level that I'm finding myself at and then secondly like how can I be instead of trying to change my action and getting burnt out and then stopping and starting again I call this the overwhelm loop particularly as mothers I see this because we don't have an abundance of time that we want to spend in our business so we're like oh, I'll spend more, more time that didn't work oh I guess I'll just be okay with earning just enough oh, I'm not okay with earning just enough I'll spend more time it's this kind of like exhausting loop so so to get out of it we have to look at actually what am i thinking and believing and how am i feeling about the money that i'm making my business we can change that the actions that we take change just in their nature uh, the quality of you know the energy that we bring to them so we get different outcomes so that would be my biggest advice there for the woman who is struggling to get to that level and for for the woman who is already at a level and but just really excited to expand into more I I see this as slightly different. It can be similar because you could have just acclimated to that new level and a lot of it is just about moving up. I call it the money ladder. Um, but there comes a point at which your needs are met You reach a certain level of comfort And sometimes women plateau there So maybe they're making a lot more So when I first hit six figures I didn't stay just at six figures quite a long time Because it was very comfortable It was more than I'd ever made before um, All of my, my everything that i had created in my mind Was my reality And I was had those pinch me moments That we were talking about earlier Like all of the time Like, wait, what? I did this? I'm making six figures And I'm only working 20 hours a week What? What is my life, you know? <laughs> Awesome. And all the things that I always thought were off the table for me, like the big holidays and the personal trainer and the cleaner twice a week and all these things. But then that felt like, well, cool. Um, and to then move beyond that and then had to align to a bigger vision for myself suddenly, because I just made my whole vision a reality. So if you're at that level, you need a bigger vision. You need a bigger why uh, and a compelling reason, because you can get comfortable actually at you know certain levels as you go up and that's okay. And hey, if you want to stay there, stay there. But if you're feeling that call and that pull to something bigger, you need to have a a compelling why driving you, I think. And I think as well, looking at how you're investing in yourself is important too. We are obviously both big believers and we walk out and talk in that respect because these are the things that really make the difference so that you can show up for this kind of work that we're describing here.
0: I, I love, thank you for sharing those. I feel like those are such practical. I feel like they were overarching, but also like really practical nuggets. And I'm sure like people listening right now um, will, will get a lot from that. I love what you're saying too about the vision. I resonate with that a lot, right? Because I think too, like as you grow, and I mean, I think both people can borrow from each one, but like that vision is everything because I think as you are driven to, expand and change the world and influence people. Right. We're like, we rise with that. Right. Mm -hmm. And so I think it's just so interesting to see that, like, and I think for me, affirming and assuring to know that as a woman, when I have a personal desire, a personal need, as I meet that it will ripple out to the world and Mm -hmm. vice versa, as I have these desires to change the world, it's going to lift me up at the same time too.
1: Yeah. Yeah, exactly. I love that. I love how you said that. It's so perfect.
0: (laughs) Okay. Tell me, um, continuing on this conversation of, um, like vision, bigger impact. I know you talked Mm. a little bit about it already, but in this next, like, what would you say that like in the next decade you would like to see happen either in your family or in the world or in your business? Like what are some of your bigger picture dreams or visions?
1: Oh, I love this question. So I'll, I'll, I'll share my family and then like what I want for like us as a community, um, as like a kind of higher sort of thing for us, we, it's funny. We really are as a family craving actually a simpler, more connected with nature way of life. So we're taking this gap year. We're going traveling. I'll still take my business with me because I want to, <laughs> um, but my, my husband, um, probably won't be working or going to be homeschooling my daughter, traveling around Europe, mostly, um, But one of the reasons we did that is because we had this kind of pull and this desire to to have adventure for the year but also to have some space to think about relocating and where we want to sort of set ourselves up but we really have been feeling just more and more pull to kind of more of a lifestyle that is more connected with nature like less you know we live in the suburbs we're not in a busy city as such but still there's a lot of that kind of like noise and schedule and you know a lot of these sort of structures and things that I don't think are sort of super healthy in some ways. Um, Obviously each to their own, but so we are looking at buying some land and having our own kind of like mini farm homestead type of affair. Like I'm like really want a cow. Can you
0: tell (laughs) me what type of animals, like in your dream, let's just say you had the, like what type of animals are we putting on this homestead? Oh, well,
1: we're starting with chickens because obviously, you know, got to have the good eggs um and i really want a cow like a dairy cow i want to make my own butter my own cheeses the just whole thing just one or multiple Just one to start with like a house cow, they call it Just to kind of like I don't want to get into farming necessarily to provide for others I'll start with us (laughs) Who knows? And then I want to do all the veg and probably some pigs Um, And yeah, the whole thing We're going to step our way into it We're not going to just kind of go Because we are not from farming stock So we don't know what we're doing But we feel really like excited to just have this different lifestyle My daughter's massively into horse riding So she will insist on having a horse if we have some land, At least one So just yeah just living that kind of slower pace, more connected with nature. And Mm -hmm. for us, food is really important, like the energy that we get from food and how we nourish ourselves and things. And yeah, I could go into all of the things about, about that, about, you know, food and the provenance and where our food's coming from and stuff. But, um, it really excites us as a family to just kind of have a bit of an adventure on, on that side of things. So for us, that's our plan is to kind of live a bit of a different life. Now, the thing that, That connects with money is I don't know about where you are and how price of property is, but here in the UK, to own enough land to have a feasible just sort of small personal homestead type thing, you need to be a millionaire like it's just just how it is which is crazy in some ways because it's kind of a return to a simpler lifestyle and yet you need significant resources to make that happen so i find that kind of interesting that that's where we've got to um but also excited that we can make that happen um so that's kind of one of the things for us that we're just most excited um and for the for the community like our collective community at large i want to see us really normalizing wealth i want us to be having conversations about wealth like it is Like as readily as we have conversations about the weather here in the UK, I want us to, you know, just feel like it is so normal to see and celebrate women, mothers doing work that lights them up and making and creating genuine wealth, not just money, but wealth from it. This is what I really want to see in the next 10 years. I really think that the tide is already turning in the online business space away from business having to be done in a certain way, which makes it much more open to us doing business in more aligned ways, which makes business more open to us, essentially. Um, because it's easy to preclude ourselves from success if we think that it has to be won a certain way. So I feel just so excited for us to essentially create our own economy um, by being like we were talking about earlier, our own sources of abundance. The more of us who feel empowered financially, who are resourced, who are creating wealth and who are using that as a force for good and change, the more we get to opt out of any system or structure that's not serving us and the more we can create a kind of positive economy amongst ourselves. Um, that's what excites me. That's why I think like for the next sort of decade is like, I'm, I'm here to see this. I'm in this for the long run, you know, mm-hmm. bring it.
0: <laughs> I love that. I think it's so true. Like, I think that we like vote with our dollars, right? Like mm-hmm. I think where we spend our money, whether it's like with the corporation, like where we eat, mm-hmm. where we mm-hmm. invest, like, I think it really you know, it really is a direct line of power. And so I think like, as we get more power as healthy heart centered women, Mm -hmm. right. We're able to divert and share power with the places and the people and the industries and organizations that align with us. And so I just feel like it's the ultimate humble power move.
1: Yeah. I love it. And, and the thing is, is we don't have to wait to become wealthy to even start on that. So So for me, like in my kind of you know, lens of things that are important to us as a family that can look like, you know, instead of spending our pounds or dollars with a big supermarket chain going to a local farmer and supporting yes. them and buying our meat from them, for example, you know, or our vegetables from them. These are the sorts of things that when we feel more in control of our finances, when we feel more autonomous and we have that sort of safety and security that we were talking about, and we feel like we don't have to compromise on our values anymore because of money and we get to spend in accordance with our values, then it's really cool because it is, it is a vote for, the shape that we want to create of the future for ourselves and our kids, isn't it?
0: I love that. And I love, hey, you're almost bringing it back to a point you made earlier, which is like, we can be grateful. Like we can start now, right? We don't have to wait. And I love a phrase you said early in the episode, which is um, we can be thankful for what we have and Mm -hmm. we can want more. And so I wonder if we can end the episode with something a little more experiential. Is that okay with you? Yes,
1: love it.
0: I wonder if like the listeners listening right now can just close your eyes for a minute and I'll let Corey chime in too, if she has anything here, but like mm-hmm. cl- close your eyes and just think through some of the things that you're grateful for. What are some of the things you're thankful for in your life right now? Maybe like imagine them in like your left hand. I'm imagining my, my two babies, my children will probably cry. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm imagining all of my good girlfriends. I'm imagining um, my business. What are some of the things you're imagining, Corey? <laughs>
1: Oh, family, this community, like the sisterhood that we have and our coach, my health, that's something that I, you know, really don't take for granted. The freedoms that I do have. Yeah, so much gratitude.
0: I love that. And then in your right hand, like, let's imagine the things that we're wanting, right? And really Mm -hmm. don't hold back when it comes to imagining some of those things that you're desiring. And I think what comes up for me is like, how can we hold both of those to be true? Ultimate contentment and gratitude Mm -hmm. and happiness, and this Mm -hmm. desire to make an F ton more in our lives and in our businesses. And how can we? hold both of those to be true for me. It's making, you know, a million dollars a year in my business for me, it's like helping millions of women, you know, like I said, have that at least 20 K in the bank at all times. Right. For me, it's, um, you know, I'm hoping to buy a house this year. What are some of the things that you're holding in your right hand, Corey?
1: Yeah. Similar seven figures in the business. I know we've got that same, same goal for, for what it represents just for me, but also for the proof that it is for my community, you know, Um, impacting more and more women and obviously buying our farm, (laughs) taking that year of adventure, all of it. Yeah bringing it in.
0: I love that. And I think like Corey and I are kind of like practice at this, right? So we're, it's like easy for us to be like, Oh yeah, of course we have both. Right. But this may be newer to you and really holding this duality of like contentment and desire. Mm -hmm. And so we would love to hear from you. Tag us on Instagram, send us a selfie of you holding up your hands, whatever you want to do, but we would love to hear from you. Like, what are the things that you're holding in gratitude and the things that you're desiring?
1: I have something that can help with this as well. Great, tell I us, have it tell written on a post-it note in front of me at all times. And it says, contentment is both the goal and the path.
0: <sighs> Unpack it for us. Unpack it yeah. for us, Corey. So
1: what you were just talking about and then holding both things at once that one of the ways that we can kind of make peace with the duality of that and not feel like it's one or the other is by knowing that the whole point of this existence is the experience that we're creating like today, now. So I think I, I like the word contentment because it has a really great vibe and energy for me, but people can choose a different word that they want to slot into this same kind of formula, if you will. But that for me, it's contentment today. So it's the goal. It's the whole goal. And whether or not It's today or when I hit seven figures or when we have the farm, it's for the contentment. But the path to those bigger things, the path to the things in the right hand is by being content now. Mm. So being grateful and content with what I have now is the way that I unlock that next level. And it's also the point of existence. So I just, yeah, I I have that in front of me. It's on this post-it note that looks like, kind of like, I don't know, it's got like a universe vibe to it. The, the post has you know, got like stars and swirls and stuff. And I just have that there as that kind of daily reminder, you know, that this is why we're doing this.
0: I love that so much. And speaking of which you have a resource that you're going to share with my community. Tell us about that too.
1: Um, yeah. So my podcast is the Limitless Mother podcast. So I'm all about removing the rules, removing the limits. So if you enjoyed the kind of conversation that we are having here, um, I just keep it real there. I share my experiences, my clients' experiences. Um, we're very celebratory. It's about being witnessed in what feels challenging for us as women, mothers, and business owners, and also celebrating so that we're normalizing that success that has been one on our terms. So yeah, if that's your vibe, come and check it out. I'm in all of the places that podcasts are.
0: I love that so much. I will make sure to put a link in the show notes to Corey's podcast, which is called
1: The Limitless Mother Podcast. The
0: Limitless Mother Podcast. Um, and thank you so much for being here today, Corey.
1: Oh, thank you for having me. It's been just so fun hanging out. I love this conversation. I feel like, yeah, we should have like a
0: (laughs) our own show just to do it. All the time. I'm like, (laughs) can we just have this conversation about money and women and motherhood every day? Yes, Yes, please. (laughs) Okay, see you tomorrow. (laughs) Bye.